Welcome to episode 87 of Biz Nation. I'm your host, Kerry Zarb. Today's episode is highlights of episode 27, where I interviewed Anne Dobson from Effective Behaviour Management and shares great wisdom into the journey of expectations from our team and the importance of communication in business. Let's get right into it. problems with behavior in businesses or in any situation come from a mismatch between what the expected behavior is and what the behavior actually is. So you have one person or a group of people who will have an expectation about what a certain behavior looks like. Then you have the person who's exhibiting that behavior and there could be a mismatch with that. And that often has to do with a breakdown in communication. Very often, we expect people to read our minds. We don't often communicate what our expectations are. And if we do, it's usually in negative tones, no, don't stop, don't do this, don't do that. Or in very broad and general terms, like, you know, we are responsible, we're respectful, we're efficient. And while they're great values to have, it's very hard to measure what those things look like. And so it becomes very difficult to communicate that expectation and also, if you need to, to correct it or reinforce it. Some of the common complaints very often are poor job performance, poor work ethic, getting along with other people, completing tasks on time. Um, And a lot of that has to do with the fact that a lot of these expectations are not clearly defined. So what do you call poor job performance? Unless you have very clear and specific outcomes and clear and specific deadlines, it's very difficult to determine what that is. And it goes back to what I call the expectation gap. People work at different rates. Good jobs take time. Um, Some people are very, very thorough and that takes time. Whereas others will get a job done fairly quickly but may not be as thorough. So you need to have a clear understanding between people about what performance actually looks like. If you have a task that has to be done, you need to have things like timelines and clear steps as to all the stages of that task rather than I need that report on my desk by Friday. Communication is a two-way street. What often happens um, in a lot of organisations, because they are by nature hierarchical, um, is there tends to be a direction from top down to other people that actually have to do the task. It's all very well saying, for example, you know, I need this task by Friday because that's the expectation of the person who's observing the behaviour, but they're not actually doing it. Uh, somebody else will need to do it. Now, that may be realistic to them, but it may not be realistic to the person who's got to complete the task because of all the jobs involved. I'll give you an example. A marketing company that I know and I work with, um, they have issues with clients who don't understand why it takes so long for them to produce a film after they've been doing the film shoot. They think, oh, once it's filmed, that's it. But a lot of the tasks involve all of the steps of editing and editing involves a number of different layers. So you've got the vision, but you've also got lighting that you can change and tweak. And then you also have sound. And if you do subtitles or captions, all of those things take time. And if there's no communication between the business and the client as to what the timeline will actually look like, that's when you run into problems. 
The same thing can happen with um, a CEO and their workers, that if they have an expectation that they need to have a task done, whether it's, um, we'll use the example of an advertising brief, unless there's communication with the workers about what is involved in this task, how much time do you need, what are the steps, then some of those expectations, I need the job done now, are not realistic. And that's where you come into problems with frustration, disputes, um, and the perception of poor performance. Whereas it may not necessarily be poor performance, it's more likely to be poor communication on both sides. Really, when it comes down to it, any business, your most valuable resource are your staff. And it's often the, the main thing that tends to get overlooked. As a CEO of business, you have a responsibility to continue that business and make it profitable. Um, and you need to use those resources efficiently and effectively. But when you're dealing with humans, what you need to be doing is communicating effectively. And there's really three stages when you're managing the behaviour, whether that's a positive or the negative behaviour of any staff member and also with clients, because let's face it, we all have difficult clients as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those difficulties can also come from misunderstandings. There's three key components. And the three components are the way you communicate and the way you support the process and also the way you give feedback. Very often, again, if we do the scenario, you know, I want that report on my desk by Friday, what's not really communicated is what's involved in the report, the purpose of the report, why it has to be Friday. While, for example, uh, the person who may have to generate the report may believe that the CEO doesn't understand the process, the CEO also needs to communicate with the staff that there's a reason why it has to be on Friday. And it may actually be because there's another influence. It could be governmental-based, it could be client-based, could be shareholder-based. That two-way communication will clear up a lot of problems. And of course, everything is negotiable. The other thing, of course, is while you have the communication issues and you need to be explicit, the next thing is the support side of it. So again, the scenario, I need that report on my desk on Friday. I realise that you that's a lot of work. What supports do you need to get this done? Tell me what you need. We can't know everything. Even the person who runs their business and has built it from scratch, once you have staff and your business gets large enough, you can't possibly know all of the components of your business. Even if you're a trader there is still a lot of components you can't possibly know so talking with someone saying what support do you need do you need to you know need to communicate with the people who need this report and say we need extra time do you need extra staff what technology do you need um, what training do you need? all of those things will support the process which will help the performance to achieve the outcome And the other thing is also the feedback. And feedback, again, is a two-way street. So when you're giving feedback, you'd be saying to a CEO, to your staff, I'm really pleased to see that you're going ahead with this and it looks like you're on target and let me know if you, you need any help or if anything's happening. So you need to make yourself open as well. A lot of people will cover things up because they're concerned of that poor performance and they don't want the CEO to know. But life gets in the way, things get messy, things don't go as planned. And you can save yourself a lot of problems by providing feedback during the process. 
what often happens is you get feedback at the end of the process and the feedback is usually fairly brief it's like you've moved heaven and earth to get that report in on time by Friday, you've missed time with your kids, cancelled a dinner date, stayed up all night, and then it lands on the desk and the boss says, good job. You're going to need more than that. But also, if you're saying to your boss, look, this is where I'm at now, but we've got a problem. I hadn't planned, I hadn't thought of this, and this is what's going to happen. Do I need extra staff? And the CEO may be able to have a clear understanding of the bigger picture going, I can put another staff member in to support you. Or if we've had an internet crash, they know who to get the technology people in. Because businesses are successful when they collaborate and it's all team-based, by providing that feedback during the process, that's called a formative assessment, as you're forming the task, that can also help with that performance issue. And then your feedback at the end would be a hell of a lot more than job, you know, good job. It would be, this has made a big impact. This will move our business forward. We have generated X number of sales. We have secured a very valuable client. And that is because of your work, your component. That means a lot. And so taking the time to acknowledge to the people or the team or the person who's produced that report, the sake of the scenario can make a big difference in recognising that their work has been an important contributing factor and it's valued. All humans crave acknowledgement and to feel valued. In fact, to feel important because essentially we all are. And it's often overlooked. And this is the reason why you will end up with dissatisfied employees who will leave. Um, plenty of CEOs have talked about times when they were thrown a curveball and some of their most valuable employees just up and leave. And they don't understand why. And they say, well, what could I have done to prevent this? And I always say it needs to go back to communication. Thanks for tuning in to this short, sharp episode. If you would like to catch the full episode, please head back to number 27 on this podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and I'd love to catch you on your favourite social media platform. You can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zab, or on my website at kerryzab.com.